And ladies and gentlemen, he's one of the all-time greats, my buddy, Mr. John Wayne. You're listening to the John Wayne Gritcast with me, Ethan Wayne. The hell I was We're talking all about the life and legacy of my father. John Wayne. Mr. John Wayne. John Wayne is the United States of America. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. Well, let's start with, let's start at the beginning. Like, what okay. are your first memories of just being around? Like, what was your, my first memories are, are of the staircase at the Encino house. And that's all it is. It's almost like a still picture. And the driveway. I can kind of remember crashing my tricycle on that steep driveway. That's it. Yeah, my first memories are that big staircase. And I remember Dad coming in the double doors. Do you remember the double doors? No. They're big double doors. And my dad would come in and he'd say, hello, the house. And that's my first memory. Um, And then I remember the Christmas tree being right there by the staircase do you remember the christmas trees no no well, he, they used to have a huge christmas tree and dad would always decorate it to the nines and that was in front of the staircase and then um those are my first memories did you go to school up there in in encino i went to through third grade yeah i went Mom dropped me off at kindergarten when I was like two. (laughs) And I remember when she dropped me off, it was Buckley. And I was like alone and really young. I was a year and a half younger than everybody else. Um, But yeah, I remember going to school there. And the best thing about that house, that house had that big, long lawn Mm -hmm. and I would dad taught me how to roll sideways so I would roll all the way down the lawn and um you know he was always outside with me there do you remember being outside with him no I, I remember I remember getting out of control in the driveway uh I have I have just almost like dreamlike images of the pool House, right. yeah. pool house kind of thing. Uh, but I, I have no other memories. And, and we're about six years apart. So until today, I never thought, like, gosh, did I used to go to school in L.A.? Or, you know what I mean? We're I was just... there until I was 10. Wow. So you must have been four when we left. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hard to remember before you're four. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have so many memories of that house. But Dad loved it there. Dad loved it there. Mom wanted to move to Newport Beach. But um, then I remember like... (laughs) But he, I mean, he came down here right from his childhood through adulthood. He would come down and spend time in Balboa. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, again, I don't know who led the charge on moving, moving south. Oh, mom definitely did. Mom definitely did. Because he, he loved that house. And we would go for walks after dinner mm-hmm. down that long driveway. So every time he'd have his dinner, we'd go for walks. And then he loved to take the um, the canes that we got in Africa, the carved wood, mm-hmm. to keep the snakes away. So he and I would go for this long walk down the driveway. And... um. 
then when I was like six, he built me a dream house, <laughs> a, a, a dream house that you could walk in and there was a little upstairs. So I had a little house right in front of our house. Wow. So like on my birthday, my curtains were drawn and he was, you know how he couldn't wait for Christmas? Mm -hmm. He couldn't wait for me to get up and he drew the curtains and there was my dream house for, you know, all my dolls oh and everything. Oh my gosh. So he was really sweet like that. He was crazy for, for Christmas, for sure. Yeah. I do remember that all my memories are down here, but it's funny, you know, where I'm 60 and you've got a year or two on me and uh, I've like I've never thought about your life before in Encino. It just never entered oh, yeah. my mind. Well, and we used to have like orange trees and dad and I would go walking down and we'd pick oranges and we had apple trees down there. So, and then we had pomegranate trees. So I remember dad being outside a lot. Really? And then the other thing I remember, what's not so great, but it's kind of funny, is <laughs> dad had um, a card room there and it was right at the bottom of the staircase. And I would wake up to go to school and he and his buddies would still be smoking and drinking wow. whiskey and playing cards. And I'd go up to dad and I'd have to give him a kiss, goodbye, going to school, and I could smell the alcohol and the cigarettes. And they're loud. So um, I remember that too. Who would, like, who would he be playing with? Can you remember? Do you remember Uncle Bob? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Because I don't. I remember Uncle I don't Bob. Have, I don't have memories of him. I remember Uncle Bob. I remember he was in the hospital and he was smoking and he was dying of lung cancer in the hospital. Um, that was shocking as a kid. But he was great. He was great. He looked a lot like Dad. Um, but I think that Dad played cards with... Could it be... Who was the director, Grant? Uh, Josie Grant was his wife. Um, Edward Grant? Do we have a Google? Yeah. So, James Edward Grant, the yeah Jimmy Grant, Jimmy, Jimmy Grant. Grant. So he was the he was a writer, right? I thought he was a director. Look up Jimmy Grant. I think he was one of the guys who wrote. And I could be wrong. Like I I know none of this. This is just what I've heard. So there were like five or six of them, and every now and again, I knew my dad was up all night playing cards. Did you so, get the card bug or the I chess got kind bug? Of a giggle from that. But I never, I've never been a card player, chess player, checker player, dominoes once in a while. I just yes. never, never got into it. Well, they would, dad and mom and dad would have bridge friends, and then dad would have to go to bed early because he was on location. So then they'd stick me in the card game. So that's how I learned how to play bridge. Wow. And, now I'm playing competitive bridge. You are now? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> so it, it, it got me hooked. Because Maurice is crazy for poker and things like that. Oh, Maurice like that. is a great poker player. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never did it. I'm going to have to start. Yeah, no kidding. The other thing that 
I remember spending a lot of time on location during the first 10 years. Me too. I, I do have those memories. Do you? Yeah. Because I think once we moved to Orange County, we were home a lot more. Because mm. one of the years, like third grade, I was in Spain the whole time. So I had to take do tutors. I think you were, yeah, you were like two years old. In was that Spain. for the trip on the Wild Goose or was that for a movie? That was, we were there. That was for Circus World. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got way more memories than I do. Yeah, Circus World. And you can remember being on the Wild Goose and... Oh, yeah, I remember the storm and the Safdigs. We had a big storm and Myrna Safdig was really scared and praying. And I remember the ocean coming through the salon. Wow. Coming right through, like, waves. So, um... And do you that, know where you were going? That was in Europe. Was that on the, the way to Europe, or is that was no. just moving around over no. there? No, the, the, the crew brought the boat, and then we met them there. But we were in the Mediterranean. I think the Saftics were on the boat for the crossing, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. remember that I, part. I, Tommy said he was on that, on that crossing. Yeah. Oh, what did a, he? Yeah. We talked to well, him. Well, maybe went, we were on part of it. Oh, I was in the Panama Canal. I went through the Panama Canal, and Tommy Safdie was there, too. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. And I guess there's an island in Panama called John Wayne Island. Oh, I didn't and know And it was that. evidently a place that he started a shrimp farm, if I'm not mistaken, with some of those guys. Dad? You know? Yeah. With, like, somebody, you know. Dad, Dad was a people person. Yeah. So wherever we'd go, he'd just start talking to everybody. Do you, you remember that? Like he would just talk to people, and then they'd they'd have a shrimp business, for example, and he'd say, oh, "Okay, we'll do that." <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was, you know, he had a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm. But um, do you remember them talking about moving? Like before, was that always on the books? Well, I remember like a year before they moved to Orange County, I remember mom and dad asking me, how, how did I feel about that? And would that be okay? And, and you know, I thought it was great. So I they, they basically that. asked, you know, well, and dad wanted to because the boat was down here. Yeah. Um, and mom wanted to because there was a lot to do and she started liking tennis and mm. and there were tennis clubs here and, and all that do you remember her playing tennis up there before they ever moved no 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 i remember her starting to get interested in it well right when we got here but i think that dad didn't want to because he had to do a lot of stuff in la yeah but on the other hand like you said he had all those memories of balboa island and yeah he used to take me down for the banana Frozen bananas. Frozen bananas. Wow. It's funny. I always thought he led the charge on moving down here. I, it's oh, It's just really? the myth that's in my head. And that's why it's crazy because, you know, people ask me things about Joey all the time just because <clears throat> of the business. But, you know, I sort of preface everything by like, you know, I, I think this is what it was, but I don't really know because I was 17 when he died. And, you know, when you're 17, you're just like a little, you're not even putting yet. You're just. Yeah, you're mush. You're mush. 
So, well, yeah, my story has always been, nope, he loved being down here and he bought the boat and he was at a place in his career where he could get away and he moved down here. So anybody who heard me say that, just erase it. Well, it could have been, it could have <laughs> been, it could have, it could have been. But mom was the one that was, you know, pushing it on my side. I see. So, and then also with, you know, sometimes I believed a certain thing all my life, like something about mom. And then she'll say, where did you get that idea? Yeah. And I'll say, oh, well, that was a family mystery. <laughs> so, but. Um, so when we moved down here, this is where my memories start. I can remember staying at the New Porter Inn. I don't know if we lived yes, there for a while. We lived there. I can remember going out the sliding glass door and there was all the hotel rooms and I playing in the grass. And then I turned around and I panicked because I didn't know which door was mine. That either happened to me or I had a nightmare that that's what happened. I don't know, but that's one of my early memories. Well, it was like every unit looked the same. was exactly the same. Right, right. Yeah, and I I do remember the helicopter that would, you could go to the parking lot at the Newport Inn and they had this huge helicopter that would land and shuttle you to LAX from, now it's called the Hyatt Newport, but it was Del Webb's Newport Inn back in the day. And it crashed and killed a bunch of people. Really? Yeah. Well, I remember the day you were born. Yeah, I remember Dad being gone, and then he burst through those double doors, and he said, it's a boy, it's a boy. Oh, it was so exciting. <laughs> and then I remember I remember when Marisa was born, too, because they were so excited that you two were born on the same day. I can remember vague... Vaguely, them talking about something that was going on because I was what? Yeah. Three. You were like four or something. Three. I turned four on the day she was born. Yeah. So I remember Hoopla and I remember them saying, like, look what we got you. And <laughs> looking at the baby and just being somewhat confused, not really understanding what the heck was going on. Yeah. Well, but dad was, dad, I mean, for a lot of people don't understand how dad was very, um, sentimental you know he was so sentimental and so he was so excited when we were all there and the christmas trees and the seemed like he liked sharing life with somebody whether it was like christmas day or your birthday or something yeah he was great at uh he felt joy or happiness or something like that through those events legitimate and he wanted everybody else to be happy you know like when as kids we were on the boat and and um dad would always you know do you remember the aqua lung that he got he got this aqua lung and he was going to dive with us and because he only had one lung it was hard for him but he wanted to make sure that we you know wanted to make sure we were water skiing and having fun with all this stuff and I mean, that made him happy. You, this is an Acapulco, right? This, I don't remember, but it looks like Acapulco. I think this is Acapulco. You're with Bono Batani. Oh, yeah, Bono Batani taught me how to you, water ski. But you do that, and then I think we also have it where you're holding your foot up. I think another photo. Right. You're holding the lion with your foot up. Well, this is not with a trick ski, but with the trick skis, I could hold, I could do it with the one foot. I see. Yeah. So, how old do you think you are there? I think I was like 11, 11, 
And do you remember? Twelve. I, I have really vague memories of being down there. I remember being at Merrill Oberon's house and falling in the pool. Right, and that I remember that. Lady. Okay, so Lady Bird Johnson, President Lyndon Johnson, Lady Bird was there, not his wife. And so there was also Linda Bird was Linda her Bird. daughter. Yeah. And um, you fell in the pool, in Merle Oberon's pool. And it was in the days where the fashion was to have paper dresses. So Linda Bird had on this paper dress and no bathing suit. She just dove right in to save you. And I, I was a fish. You but know, you, could, you could swim and she didn't know it. And so... Oh, she her, her dress melted off. Her dress was, melted off. It was a great day. <laughs> great day in Acapulco. But she was dating George Hamilton on that trip. Oh, that's right. She was dating George Hamilton. Yeah. And he used my water ski. I remember that. So this must have been that. This could have been that trip. And then who were the kids who were down there? Uh, Merle Oberon's kids. Yeah. What were their names? Bruno was one of them. Bruno. Bruno and Francesca. And Francesca. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So funny. My brain still works. It's been 50 years. <laughs> and they had a bat cave. They had a cave full of bats and bat guano down oh. at water level. And we would go over there and it smelled so bad. I couldn't, couldn't believe they could go in there. I, I don't know. I don't remember that part. I remember but that. But I do I... remember the funny part about the president's daughter jumping in the yeah. water in a paper dress. And, and so dad had a house down there, right? So yes, dad had a house down there. Do you remember that house? Vague. I remember that there was a pool deck and it was on a cliff. Yeah. And there wasn't really a good... He had it with the Peñas. F- what? He had it with Memo Peña. Oh, yeah. There was three three of them that, that owned that house. So we would go down there a lot. Yeah, vague memories. And then there were bedrooms down underneath, like down in the... In the... In the cliff? In the walk, like the, the flat walk out to the cliff and then there's a hole in it and you go all the way down into the bedrooms were underground wow. yeah it was really cool i don't remember that i remember i got so, bit by a dog there i did too a german shepherd yes a german shepherd yeah. <laughs> i can remember dad going they had we're going german out to dinner <laughs> don't touch the dog and the minute they walked out i touched the dog got bit he came back poured rubbing alcohol on me Ugh. and then went back out i do remember that and I, I think my memory's good on that one. Yeah, that's good. I can remember screaming and thinking, man, I can really scream loud. <laughs> so you must have been four, like four-ish. Well, I don't know. How old are you here? Maybe Ten or eleven. Ten. Is there a date on this thing, I wonder? I don't know. We just, we pulled some photos of you. Jill pulled some photos of you out and um, just so we could have conversations. Yeah. But... I mean, I guess he owned a hotel down there. Do you remember? That was probably before. I don't remember that. Whatever happened to Bruno and Francesca? Um, I don't... I Pagliai. 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 I don't... I think one of them is no longer with us. I don't know. Huh. There was some kind of tragedy. Wow. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I can remember... Learning how to water ski in Acapulco. I can remember maybe rafts of dead fish out in the water. Do you remember going by dead sailfish? No, I don't remember that. Uh, 
Anyway, so remember. you remember Encino. You went to school there. Yeah. And then, like, this is Hatari. So I remember being on, I remember a lot. So you're still living in Encino when you go on these yes. trips. I remember a lot being on the set. Like, this set, you might remember this. Maybe not. That was before me. Well, after Hatari, see, my dad would have me ride these little elephants. And I had to pretend like I liked it. But I was scared. Because <laughs> dad was like so excited that, oh, she gets to ride on these. These are like little baby elephants. So he thought I liked it. So then my next birthday after the movie was over and everything, I had a big birthday party down by our pool down there. Mm -hmm. So dad had arranged. I guess they brought the elephants to the zoo in L.A. So dad thought that I loved the elephant so much that he brought the baby elephant to the <laughs> to the birthday party. I, I have a memory. And I was I so scared I would have to get on it again. Oh my gosh. And the elephant put the trunk into our pool and then just <laughs> spray everybody. Do you, do you know what that party reminds me of? What was the what was the movie where the guy tranquilizes himself in the neck and falls in the pool during the big kids party? Was that old school? What was the movie? I can't Who's the comedian? Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. You don't remember? Yeah. Because the other kid's like running the petting zoo for all the kids and he's got a tranquilizer dark gun. What Will, movie? Was it old school? Maybe it was old school. You don't remember that scene? One of the, it's hysterical. What movie? I think it's called Old School. It's Will, oh, Fer old school. Will Ferrell and all those guys and they make this movie and uh, one of the guys throws a big party for their kid and they have a petting zoo and it always drums up memories of your birthday party. In so Encino. do you remember those parties? I, I don't know if I remember or if I've just seen photos over the years. Oh, I think yeah. I have vague okay. memories. Right. Because I remember there was little like uh, the like merry-go-rounds and like almost like carnival rides or right. something there. But yeah, Will Ferrell then takes this dart and, and you know, he shoots himself in the neck with it and falls into the pool. And it's like, it, it's one of the funniest scenes ever. Oh, Can I'll you Google to, what that is? I'll have to see it. It's old school. Oh my God, it's hysterical. But dad would go over the top with these birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. Well, cotton candy machines. All the kids would come and do cotton candy machines, pony rides. Yeah, yeah. And all that. Because so, there was honestly, land there. I, I don't know if I remember that or I just seen the I've yeah. just seen the photos. But I know they were they were pretty elaborate parties for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all the cousins and Anita. Yeah. And Anita and Maria and Alicia. And, and that's another thing. You have memories of those guys that, that I don't really have because in Bay Shores they'd come maybe once a year. Right. Well, they came like once or twice a year in, in L.A. too. Mm. Yeah. But they would come for birthdays and Christmas. But you probably don't remember things till once we got to Orange County. Cause Not really, no. You were three and four. I can't remember if I washed my hair when I'm in the shower. Well, do you remember how Dad... Oh, I... I do you remember how dad was a mail order junkie? Yeah. <laughs> he just started ordering things through the mail order, like teeth whitener, which which was like, you know that 
stuff that you use on if you make a mistake when you're writing like white out white out it was the original it was the original whitener. <laughs> so he'd put this stuff on his teeth and it was like this chalky thing but he would get he would order boxes of that kind of stuff like widgets it, to me he it seemed it. like when he'd have to sit with the secretaries and go over like all the administration of life and answer fan mail he'd sit there with these catalogs open and he'd just yeah. have a Sharpie and he'd circle things that he wanted and then they would order it for him. It's like Amazon shopping. But I always yeah. felt like it was like he had to sit there and like bear the brunt of certain things. And so his like, what made it worthwhile was that he got to he got circle. got to shop on the side. Circle little, you know, figurines and things like that. Retail therapy. It was, yeah. Have you been to mom's house lately? Because she's still on the catalogs. Oh, mom loves the catalogs. Yeah, she's still in catalogs. Well, when you can't drive to the store and you need somebody to drive you, yeah. and they, they send you 20 catalogs a day. Yeah. So, yeah. She's doing... Have you, were you down there recently? Um, well, I, was, I was there a, a few days ago. ago and I, yeah, okay, you were, you were there either before or after me. I can't remember. Yeah, she's great. And you'll drive down and just drive right back? Well, I'll drive and spend the night with her. Oh, you'll stay? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How's Jennifer doing? She's great. Once her... She's great. She's big. And she's going to have they the baby like posted April. posted pictures holding a baby and I thought, is that hers? I didn't think it was hers. They had somebody else's baby, right? No, I, that was a farce. But they had their first class. So they give you this fake oh, doll. Oh, I see. And well, and I wasn't wearing my glasses, to... so I, I didn't even I know. know I thought, What? Um, so that's their that's their baby doll for the class. Mm. It's so fun to hear your memories like of Encino and things like that. I don't. I have such good memories of Encino. Well, I have good memories of being on all the sets too. Yeah, I have great memories of being on the set. Like that was always fun. That was your favorite one. Yeah. What was my favorite? Well, I think, um, gosh, I loved Hatari. I loved Hatari because there were so many animals and... Um, well, I liked being in Spain, too, because I had a tutor, and um, that set was kind of neat because it was it was a circus oh, yeah. set. And were you guys living it, on the boat while you were there? No. It was mm -mm. just there? No, we had a house. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I guess they brought the boat over there, and then we went to different places, like around the Mediterranean, like Spain and Formentor. Does that ring a bell for my tour? No. And we'd go into the hotels and have dinner and stuff. So there was probably a couple of weeks of vacation time. Mm. And then we moved to the um we moved to the house. Wow. Yeah. So that and, was, I mean that was a I don't know how they fit that around the filming of that movie, but to send the wild goose over there and maybe the Wingfields were there? Or just the Saftics? No, the Saftics were on the boat. I remember the Saftics were on the boat, and we went through the Panama Canal. So that's probably what we did. We met. That they took the boat over to Panama. Then we we got there and went through the canal, and then went went up. Yeah, Tommy was saying like somehow everybody rode down to a certain point. Then like the women and children left, and then the boys took the boat across, and then the women and children flew and met them. Once it was across the Atlantic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely remember going through the Panama Canal. 
And I remember dad saying, this is a, this is a lifetime experience and this is something unbelievable. And the chamber would fill up with water and then the boat would rise and then we'd go into the next chamber. Dad was always trying to teach me things, you know, was he like that with you along yeah. the way? Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't understand a lot of things until I got much older. No, but probably every parent's like that. He, when he would have the time to focus, then I would do well in school. And then if he was busy or he wasn't around, I felt a little bit lost. But he could make things interesting. And, and being on location or having a tutor on location was uh, very interesting to me, too. Did you have a tutor? Yeah, Tom oh. Hennessy. Okay. Do you remember Tom Hennessy? Yeah. The big guy? Yes. Yeah, he was my tutor. Yeah, and he would somehow, you know, connect it to the reality of life. You know, in a way that was interesting to me. Uh, whether it was math or history or something, we'd go around Durango or we'd do things that just... Oh, that's nice. Go, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'd like to know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because not being in a classroom setting is kind of nice mm-hmm. for, for a teacher and a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's cool. You had so many, so many, because you were on a lot of movie sets. We have a list of them. And I was surprised. Yeah, I was on a lot of movie McClintock, sets. McClintock, The Alamo, Donovan's Reef. I was and... in that movie. I still get a residual check. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. You get a residual for which one? Donovan's Reef. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the commentaries, and they don't, oh, you weren't in Hatari. You were just there. Yeah. So I did Big Jake. They didn't give me residuals. They didn't. No. Nope. Are you kidding? No. Oh my gosh. I get paid on all those movies. It's like $17. Oh, that's good. Once a year. That's good. The other day I got like $9 for foreign film. Wow. But Donovan's Reef, I, I got in a fight in the pool, in the rock pool. Do you remember the rock kind pool? Kind of. So you're one of the kids. So I was one of the kids and I got in the fight. But it, it never made it to. That scene never made it to the movie. Hmm. Did you play? So you won't see me in that film. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but there must be an older kid that's in it, a girl that's older. I don't remember a girl that's older, but I remember there were a bunch of boys that I had to to fight with. We have to watch these. We should should watch movies and then talk about them, the memories, because I know that if we watched them, a lot of stuff would come back. I remember on, I'm sure it was Donovan's Reef. Do we know what year that was? You and I would... Yeah. The Ely Kai Hotel. Do you remember the, playing in the elevators in the Ely Kai Hotel? I have so many memories you and of I things. Would always, I have no idea where these memories are. Oh, happened. okay. You and I would always go adventuring. Because for some reason, Dad was always really preoccupied when he was working. And my mom, I don't know what she was doing, but you and I would get in trouble. I mean, we would go exploring. Mm-hmm. So we were in the, like, the service elevator up and down at the Ely Kai Hotel because it wasn't finished. So guests weren't in there, but we were in there. What year was it? 63. Yeah. 63, okay. Oh, you were, so maybe so. that was the, the next, it had to be the next time we were in Hawaii. Must or, have been on a trip or something. No, it was uh, a movie. Really? Yeah. It was a movie because that hotel was just being built and we had to stay there. And where, it wasn't like, a, where was Ilike? Where was this? What island? It was, uh, I think that's on Waikiki. I wonder what movie he would have been doing. 
Or maybe he was going back to do some pickups or something. I don't know. Because hmm. Donovan's Reef, you would have only been like two. Yeah. Where's Elikai? Does it say? Elikai Hotel? Yeah. You think it was Waikiki? Yes. Pretty sure. Um, Waikiki. Waikiki. Yeah. 63. Wow, what cool travel. I can remember Michael saying that he hated doing things in Hawaii because Dad got to fly and Michael and everybody had to go on a boat and it took a week to get there. They went on a boat? Yeah, like when they'd go to do these these things. Like Michael said he and whoever, part of the crew, had to go by boat because you know those flying tickets were rare back then on the flying boat you know they'd land on the water in like the bay in a big giant seaplane and get out yeah even that flight took 12 hours or something 200 miles an hour for 2400 miles yeah that's a long long trip but it's longer in a boat (laughs) and the dad was always like we were, he always liked to get on, he liked to rent those big catamarans. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of pictures of you on that catamaran. Yeah, he yeah. loved that. That was, he loved it. He and really I, I did a, love the ocean, didn't he? Yeah. But my memories that of was, him. That he, was his, like, nirvana for him. Probably because he was a little freer. Well, the other thing is, oh, in the, in the Europe trip, when we were in the Wild Goose, we backed into a dock somewhere. Maybe it was Spain. And there were mobs, literally mobs of people just trying to get on the boat. And Dad got out, and I lost him. He and I were going to go into the town, and all these people mobbed him. The way I could point him out was to because he was so much taller than everybody else. And so the store owner brought us into the store and brought us to safety. And, and um, that's when he decided to get those cards. Because oh, he really? Couldn't, yeah, he couldn't give out the autographs fast enough. So the Europeans went nuts over Dad. So here he could at least walk down the street, but there they were crazed. Wow. These cards, so... My dad had little business cards made, and it had a signature on one side, and then it yeah. just had in type John Wayne on the other side. That's it. And uh, as kids, or as a kid, I had to carry him. I'm sure you had to carry stacks of these cards and be ready to to hand him a stack when he ran out, because in order to get through the crowd, you know, instead of signing everything, he could just hand somebody a card and and make his way through the the crowd. But it's really interesting that that's where the idea came from. Because they were they were just. They went nuts with dad. And we should like insert the card in this yeah. thing. Like, yeah. 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 Cause he, okay. He always, right. He wanted to make the fans. He wanted to sign every autograph and yeah. answer every letter. And he was so upset because he couldn't, there were too many people. And so that was just his solution. Mm. That at least somebody could get his autograph what? and make people happy. That lasted a long time. Yeah. Let's see what. Um, so we don't know what that is. That was the Alamo. What's so do you want to hear my lesson that I got in Africa on lying? On lying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we were in Nairobi, 
and um, we had a house there. And one of, the, I don't know if it was the director or somebody's daughter and I were playing. <laughs> and there was this old junker car. And so, and the, the people that worked in the houses, they, they wore those red caps, you know, like you, you see in Africa. So, um, so she was on top of the car and she was a real pain. And I was standing up on the car and, and I saw her, like her head was there. And I just took my foot and I just <laughs> stomped on her head. She was just driving me crazy. And she started crying and went into the grown-ups and she kicked me in the head and all this stuff. So dad was like, go to your room. And I said, uh, and he said, okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. I want to know if you lie to me, though, that will be it. You will be toast. So I'm going to give you five seconds, and then I'm going to ask you if you kicked her head. And it, I did it, but then when they said kicked her head, it sounded so terrible, and she was, like, crying. I didn't want to admit it. So I thought about it, and I said, yeah, I did, Dad. And he said, okay, you're not punished. You know why you're not punished? Because you told me the truth. And that was such a, like, shock to me, you know? And so then I realized that when it ever came to push and shove, I could actually tell dad the truth. You know, and it's like, I, I told you the truth. So um, that was that was a big lesson I learned. Wow. What a great story, yeah. too. What a great yeah. dad. How old yeah. were you? Well, like six. Six. Already stopping seven, heads. Six or seven. Yeah. Wow. So that's really nice. That was the, the Africa story. And that's where we got the that's where we got the walking sticks. And, and what, so ever what, since then we would walk in in uh in Encino. Louise Avenue. Wow. What was the uh when did the bush babies and things like that? Was that part of that oh, trip? Oh, that was Africa. That was Africa. There were so many animals. There were ostriches, um monkeys, the monkeys would go on the fences and they jump on your back and everything. But mom fell in love with these two bush babies. So instead of quarantining them and getting them over the right way, mom and I got on the plane and she bought me this purse and it was this little basket with a wooden top with a little opener. And so she told me, you carry the bush babies. So she gave me the purse. I was six. You carry it onto the plane. So I'm six years old, and now the bush babies are like, so I just open the lid just a little bit to check on the things, and they jump out, and they're like jumping all over the plane. So what what is a bush baby? It's like a monkey. It's like a half, and they're nocturnal, so they wake up at night. So they're like a half monkey, half. Like how big? They're like. Like a rabbit, I guess. So they're not, they're not like a no, mouse. They're no. bigger. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, have to Google I was Bush in trouble. <laughs> yeah, Google Bush And this baby. is in an airplane this is in going an across air- the Atlantic. Yes. Oh wow. Oh, let's so, see. Oh, my gosh. It's like yeah. the... Uh, and the p- passengers were freaking out because nobody knew what they were. I mean, they're just... Nobody knows what that is. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't... If that thing crawled on you in the... 
airplane? Yeah. It's like an owl and a rat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. That is a crazy. So it was my fault. I can't believe that mom liked yeah, these things. Yeah, she snuck them on through me. Wow. So well, so then, like so then we Star got in Wars trouble, character. or she got in trouble, and they took the animals and they had to quarantine in the United States somewhere, and then we got them, and then we had the, this big cage for them. But since they they were up at night, mm. and um, mom and dad couldn't handle them, it was too much. So I think they donated them to, to a zoo or something. What a but, drag. Yeah. To be adopted by the Wayne family. <laughs> I know. You go from free in Africa to a zoo. Right. That was the Bush baby story. A zoo in Tarzana. Oh. Wow. Yep. That's too bad. Do you remember... Mm, what do you remember about Mexico? Okay, well, so Mexico... Actually, I think he did a lot of his later movies in Mexico, like maybe when I was like 10 and over. I'm not sure. I, I remember Durango. Durango, yeah. Just out in the middle of nowhere. And I remember one year, do you remember he was Dean Martin? Dean Martin came to be on a movie. I think it was Rio Lobo. Or Rio. Rio Lobo or Rio Bravo. So the night before, Dad never drank during filming, but the night before... The night before, he loved Dean Martin. They got along really well. They used to play cards together, and Dean Martin and his wife, Jeannie, they used to be on the Wild Goose, and they they would come over to uh, Louise Avenue and watch movies. Mm. They would screen movies for them. So they were really good friends. So the, the night before the first day of shooting, Dean Martin and Dad, do you remember that Horseshoe Hotel? The ho- it's like a motel, and it's shaped like a horseshoe. Well, Dad and Dean Martin just went in a circle. In L.A.? No, in Durango. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico courts. Yeah. And so they were just drunk and singing, and they just made circles. I remember being woken up by it in the middle of the night, and Dad and Dean Martin are singing at the top of their lungs, and I'm sure the whole set is right there in that in that you shaped motel so they had a ball but then the next day or the day after or something they were all business they were straight after that yeah and i think they filmed part of that film in uh old tucson oh could be in old tucson because we have a bunch of photos of that of them there and I, it's, it just happens to be a place where there's like photos that I recognize of me. Like I have an apple and a gun and it's at old Tucson. I just know it. And it was on that Dean Martin thing. Oh yeah. But I can't remember. It was, it was real Bravo. I think. Yes. Yeah. Real Bravo. Good movie. Yeah. Real Bravo. Okay. Yeah. We talked to, uh, Tommy Saftik the other day. Yeah. He came up and did this. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. He had a lot of memories that. You know, just a few years make a difference when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. So he had a lot of good memories. I learned a lot about Ernie and Myrna and, you know, how involved they were with Pilar. And then we talked to Mom. Yeah. And that was really... Did you happen to... Did you hear that or listen? It's on. You should listen to it. It, It's funny. 
I learned so much about mom just hearing about her childhood and oh yeah you know what, what what life was like in Peru and who she was close to and who she wasn't close to and what her interests were and you know she went to work early for Braniff and she now, was she married to Richard Wealthy or she, not married to Richard Wealthy it's it like my jaw was on the table when she went through that did were you here for that one Jade was here for it. So she's like, you know, I got a job at, at Braniff. There were only three flights a week. So three days a week, I'd put on my uniform. I'd go down the airport. We'd greet the customers, like get them off to their hotels and all that. And that would be it. And uh, she met Richard. And she wanted to be out of her house. So she married him. But he had a wife and kids in the States. She's just telling the story. She's just going through it, and, and we're listening. I've never heard that. Get listen to the podcast. So, because oh. I don't want to mess up the story, because I was literally like, this. Well, didn't he introduce her to dad? So she marries Richard for whatever reason, just yeah. kind of a sham. They're dating, whatever. She lives with him. They're kind of estranged. She's over in. Iquitos, I think, in the jungle, making a movie. Richard's in Lima. Ernie and John Wayne fly into Lima on like a tour because he's trying to stay out of town till his deal's done with Chata. And Chata has a private eye following him and doing a bunch of crazy stuff. So they get out of town. They land in Lima. They're at a bar. Richard's a big, tall guy, American. Yeah. He was down there working for the airlines. Um... Uh, they start talking. They get along. They go, hey, what's what's the deal down here? Like, are, is there any, like, how many films are in production in South America? And Richard goes, there's one, and my wife's in it, in the Iquitos, this incredible place in the jungle. And they go, man, we'd love to go see it. So he goes, well, they chartered a plane. They flew over the Andes, landed in Iquitos, went to see Pilar, had dinner with Pilar. She didn't know who dad was. She said she she thought he was right. Gary Cooper or something. And so they had a nice night. And uh, then dad and Ernie went to Columbia and, and on on a, the rest of their trip. But she played the guitar and they were in this dreamy place. And, you know, they met. And uh, she then goes with the writer of that film to L.A. to do the dubbing, to dub some sound. Okay. Which, which I felt like was kind of a story, but maybe that's what they did. No, that's 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 so, what I've heard so far. So, so this also. this woman was the writer of this film that she was in, and and they come up to the states, oh, and they're the going to okay. do the dubbing, and, uh, and they pull up to a light on one of the main streets, and Dad pulls up next to him and looks over and goes, "Oh my God, what are you guys doing? You you have to come to my house. You know, we're going to have a a thing. Please follow me to my house." And she never went back to Lima. And I said, well, did you ever have to get a, a divorce from Richard? She goes, no, it was a sham wedding anyway. It was already married. I didn't, didn't do a thing. <laughs> so. Well, the story I got was she was, she came here to dub it. And she went in, she was going into Paramount or Warner Brothers or something. And John Wayne was walking out of Warner Brothers or Paramount. Mm -hmm. And he said, didn't I meet you in Peru? I think. How do you recognize somebody when they're driving on Ventura Boulevard? I don't know. Well, if you pull up anyway, next to two attractive the, girls, the, you look over and you're like, oh, I know that girl. The yeah. story's close enough. Yeah. Something close. happened like okay. that. Okay. Who knows what it was? I don't know. That's that's one thing All for right, sure. All right. That's funny. But 
I said, so you never went back to Peru? She said, no. I said, where, where was the dog? She said, oh, Blackie was in Lima. I yeah, said, they, they brought the dog. How'd you get it back? She said, your father chartered a plane and flew the dog back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. From Peru in 1952. That's a long trip. Yeah. So, but he loved animals. I mean, he just adored animals. Yeah, so he, I could understand. You know what? He loved He loved things that were in his life. He did. Yeah. He loved us as kids. He loved Pilar. He loved the dogs. I, you know, I don't know. Remember, Frosty would sit across from him. Frosty would sit at the breakfast table across from him, and Dad would... The dog had Dad wired... Dad would have to give him half of his bacon. I remember. And the dog sat in the chair. <laughs> I don't remember that. But I remember that dog would let you in the yard. But not out. But you had to go down that long side yard to get out. Right. And so as a kid, you'd have to time it. You'd be like, where's, where, where's Frosty? And they'd be like, he's in the front yard, go. And you'd run down the side yard to try to get to the gate to get out to the street. Because the minute Frosty heard something, he just bolted down and attacked you down there. Yeah, he'd bite your feet. As you're walking out. It was out. a Samoyan. A Samoyan. I remember Nalu and... Oh, yeah. Nalu. What was the other one? There were two little brown dogs. I remember Nalu. I don't remember. There was like... Didn't we have like three or four? One. Yeah, and... and we had know, some strays. Since he died, I've always had a dog. Like my entire life, I've always had a dog. But I don't remember being that close to the dogs that we had... Well, you know, we had four dogs in, in, um, LA. Mm -hmm. He had he had three dogs, and Mom had her dog brought over. So there were four of them. Wow! Because he would bring in every dog. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't it be fun to have an hour with him, like for me to have yes. an hour with him as an adult. So I was seventeen. So you're in your twenties when he passed. Twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I did have adult time with him, a little bit. That's good. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I know. That must be hard. Well, I'm, you know, he was, he was my dad, whatever. You're a teenager. I was a teenager. He was sick, you know, so that was hard. Yeah. Uh, giving him the breathing treatments and things like that, and then you know, taking him to the hospital. And then what the weird thing for me was, you know, home was home and he was my dad. And then like, I'd never driven to LA, driving to LA. And then he never comes back. And then, you know, once he dies, like you're not allowed back in that house. And like all these that other people weird. are involved in your life and you don't have rights to this and you can't touch that. And it's all your, you that, know, stuff, not was, in a legal sense, but that that's was weird. It was a very strange time for me. Yeah. Uh, mom had a, you know, had a separate life. And uh, I don't know how to say it. Like, I, I wasn't comfortable around her friends, I guess, at that time. Like, I didn't get a great feeling there. You know, it was like a separate crew. Oh, really? That, that's what I remember. Like her bridge friends? I, there was just like the people that were around. I didn't, I didn't get a great feeling from. 
So just, like after dad died, you it was a different section of your life? Totally different. Yeah, completely. Completely. Well, do you guys know, Ethan and I had to make packs, like we would get in trouble. So I would say, don't tell dad about this. And he would say, don't tell dad about this. And so we'd fight it out, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't rat each other out on this certain thing. Yeah, it's like, and we it's kept like, our deal. We kept our, like, we kept what's our deal. going on in Ukraine right now? I'm NATO. You're Poland. I'm this. You know, walk it up. Yeah, we would get in a Let's big fight. We would oh, get in a big gosh. fight. And so, so, but we would have our, our side pack. Don't tell dad about this or don't tell dad about that. Oh, my gosh. But dad was always, when I always, oh, I've gotten in so much trouble with dad, but he, he always tried to turn it into a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know if we want to talk about this. Well, don't, if you don't want to. Well, like my friends were like smoking pot. So I was with, uh, there was like eight girls. And so in Newport Shores. And so they, they had... This is where I lived right after Dad died. Oh, really? Yeah. You did? hmm I thought you lived on El Medina. No, that was years later. Right oh. after he died, I moved in with two guys in Newport Shores. Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of like a beachy... Yeah. ...group. Well, the mom of one of the girls caught... Caught... I don't think I was actually smoking pot. But the, her daughter was. And so <laughs> the lady called our house. And I, I remember our phone number. I had, the, I had some phone off the hook. Like for three or four days, I staved this lady's mom <laughs> off. Okay, I was running home and taking the thing off the hook. Somehow, but, you know, three or four days later, she, she got my dad. So dad says I want to talk to you so now I think I am just I mean you could go to jail for that in those days so I thought my life is over I will never be able to see my friends again I am like really dead so dad says you know I'm gonna just say one thing those drugs are very bad for you and I love you more than those people that give you that stuff I love you more than them so you have a choice. You're going to take my advice, who loves you dearly, or strange people's advice. And that's all I'm going to say. Once again, like the kicking the girl on the head, I was shocked out of my mind. Um, and it made me, not want, made me want to do what he wanted me to do. It really gave me, you know, reason to think. Did you ever have those kind of like epiphanies with dad? Like he wouldn't, he didn't like ground me for three months. The things weren't, they weren't nearly as bad as you thought they were going to be. Like he didn't actually lose his mind and beat you. He just spoke to you. But I didn't get, I didn't get specific lessons or at least I'm not remembering specific lessons like yours are. And those are great. Yeah, I know he. You know he'd make you not want to disappoint him, and you. You know inevitably, I would do something that I knew would be disappointing to him. But I don't know. We didn't. Um, 
I don't, I don't have specific memories of I that. I think he was totally different with, I think the girls, he was such a sucker for, for us, mm-hmm. Marisa and I. You know, the, and the, the other time I remember in Encino when I was like five or something, he's like, he was really mad at me. He said, go get my belt. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is the first memory I have of him disciplining me. I'm like, oh my gosh, he made me go get one of his belts. And he's like, lay on my lap. So like, I'm laying on his lap and I am going to get whipped with a belt. So then he said, okay, don't ever do it again. So he did nothing. I, think I was scared I think, to death. <laughs> I think I can remember him calling me in from the den one day and making me do something like that. And then being sort of befuddled that I didn't actually get beaten. Yeah. So he was always like, but then he he would back off. But I didn't have the epiphany of like, hey, this guy's okay. He's my friend and I can tell him Yeah. anything. I didn't have that. I wish I did. Well, I was probably older. I was probably more like mm. 16 or something. So You might have been smarter too and I just didn't get the, no. I didn't get the message. You were a good kid. Um, but I remember my... My feeling of home kind of went away when they split up. The house was different. It didn't feel the same. My bed wasn't, it was just different. You know, I don't, I don't know how yeah. to describe it. It was just a little different. Well, you were, how old were you? When... I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe 11 or 12, somewhere in there. Yeah, did, when did tough. you move out? How old were you when you moved out? Well, I, I didn't really move out. I went to college. Mm-hmm. So then I was like 19, 20. Yeah, so you were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it was good. I liked it there. I mean, I liked being with him. But, uh, I did better in school. I had more interest in things. I felt it felt more like home to me. In Bay Shores? With him, yeah. Yeah, whether it was Bay Shores or Mexico or on the Wild Goose, just being with him felt like home, yeah. I guess. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It was good. And do you remember fishing with him in Alaska? Oh, my Island? gosh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Buzz Fiorini and the seaplanes. And, yeah, you know. that was fun. And when I look at, you know, I look at the photos of... When we were salmon fishing there, whatever year that would have been, late 60s, early 70s, the fish were much larger. You know, we'd get, the big fish would be 75-pound salmon, and the rest would be 40. And now I look today, and I, you know, the, they're 18 to 20-pound salmon, and the big ones, you know, really? smaller. Yeah, I just don't, you know, I think it's just, there's more people. Well, remember we used to take that, like, the helicopter thing with the, what are those pontoons pontoons Mm -hmm. and you go into a body of water where no humans can get to yeah and And just throw in the line and you've got a fish Mm -hmm. and i think that was in alaska when they were doing oil exploration and those oil companies were up there oh okay and they were flying us out to places that they said you should go see this river you know and they'd take us out so they'd take john wayne to the river to fish Unbelievable. Do you remember Buzz Fiorini and the seaplane? 
Remember I remember the seaplane. I remember Max Wyman. So Buzz was Buzz owned a ski school up there, and oh yeah, I do remember the ski school. And he had a seaplane. He had a wooden leg. Buzz and Julie, he's a short guy, friends with Max Wyman. Anyway, he would fly up when the boat was in British Columbia and tie up to the boat and spend the night, and then we'd hop in the seaplane and we'd fly up to the mountain lakes in British Columbia. Oh, so in okay. ten minutes you'd be at a high mountain Unbelievable. lake with a sandbar in the middle of it that didn't even break the surface. And so you'd get out and stand on the sandbar, fish while the plane went back. When, when the plane went and came back, me and Willie Dillatore caught 110 pounds of trout. Oh my gosh. And we just had it in a big bag and we we're like, we're done. Like we don't, and then everybody did it and we cleaned fish for, I don't know, I cleaned fish for like, I don't I even know how long. I didn't clean the fish. I cleaned the fish. Except I remember one time, Debbie Schweikert, we're in the whaler and there's like fish, salmon or something. I don't know. Maybe 15 or 20 fish on the front, on mm -hmm. the bow. And she's trying to step off the boat and fell. And she fell right in the fish, like all the scales <laughs> went all over her. Have you oh seen Mark Helgren or any of those people recently? I, in the last couple of years, yeah. Oh, cool. Here and there. Yeah. I, yeah, we should go have dinner with them one night. Yeah, I think he does. He live on Bayside Drive. Yeah, yeah, over there on Harbor Island Drive, but mm -hmm. right before the bridge. Yeah, he's been. There. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, I like seeing him. Um, I saw. Yeah, it'd be fun. Tommy Saftik was really fun to talk to. Oh, I bet he was. Yeah, and learning the story of Ernie and and how close Ernie and and Duke were, that was interesting. You know what else we used to do when we first moved to Bay Shores? Um, like Harbor Island. Mm -hmm. And Linda Island, Harbor Island was called Sharky Island. And they had um, backhoes and tractors there because they were going to start to mm -hmm. build. We would swim over from Bay Shores and we would throw sand in the engines of the equipment. It was really bad. We were terrible. Maybe we edit that. <laughs> yeah, we were terrible. <laughs> but that was all just, it was all sand. Mm -hmm. And same with Linda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same with Linda. Did you ever go jump on the paddle wheel of the Ruben Ely? No. We did that. But Debbie and I jumped off the, um, they have the showboat, and it goes around the bay. We had this planned. And so they go, okay, so here's like, we're coming up to John Wayne's house and everybody's looking out the side. They're like, oh, wow, look at that house. And so Debbie and I, we have our bathing suits on and we pretend like we fell off the boat. So we're like, oh my gosh, man, overboard. <laughs> right in front of dad's house. And then we swim to the dock and we're like, ha ha ha. Oh, you jumped off the showboat. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. We jumped off the showboat and swam to the dock. I wonder we're, if the we're showboat, so bad. I think it's still floating out there. I think those things still go around the bay. I have to go look at it. Yeah. Okay, so we've gone through, Who like? Who? do you remember the cattle sales and going down to Arizona? Yes. Because there's some really cool pictures of us, I think in Springerville. Yeah, uh, that was really and there's, fun. I put one in the exhibit. It's you and me and dad out in a big field, and you have like a corduroy jacket on or something. It's a really cool picture. I think it's in, you know up in the mountains of Arizona. Oh, yeah. So it must have been Springerville. I think it's Springerville. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love going there. 
ride horses. Do you remember J- Jaquetta? Jaquetta. Jaquetta. Yeah, I've, I yeah, saw she's her o- like a year ago. In Oklahoma? Yeah, I saw her there. Um, her mom just died. Mm. So they worked on the ranch, her parents. Yeah. Jack um, LaForce. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was really fun. But, Dad loved like that. For, for me, those are really wispy memories. Like, like for you, they'd be much better. Yeah, they're very clear. But I remember Jaquetta. You can't forget remember, her. Do you remember the cattle? The bull sales? Yeah. And the way the auctioneers yeah. would do that. And then we'd have Thanksgivings mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And then at a certain point, it wasn't Thanksgiving. Like, all my memories were that that was Thanksgiving. But then there were other times that I guess weren't connected to Thanksgiving. Remember that we'd why. stay at the, the Casa Grande Hotel? The Francis, Francisco, Francisco Grande. Grande Hotel. Yeah. And it had a pool... The shape of a baseball bat, mm-hmm. and then a little pool like a baseball, <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and it then. was hot. Uh, I flew. I brought a little plane through there. I don't know, like in the early '90s, and I didn't recognize it from the air. I stopped in Casa Grande and fueled up, and then when I took off, I went over. There was a big like mine pit mine there, but it's all home. So all those fields are homes now. Oh really? Okay. But Alice yeah, is still there. She's still in the in the same house. Really? Yeah, she still has that house. It was on the ranch. Okay. Um, she loaned us the station wagon for the exhibit. So that oh. station wagon that's in the exhibit was the one that that he gave to Louie to keep on the ranch down there. Oh okay, all right. Uh. Yeah. So uh, I you know I, I remember like frogs legs and chicken gizzards. That's what I remember. Yeah. The, the bull sales. And how much fun it was. And I can remember, like, that's the one place where I would see Dad be so drunk that he was really in pain the next day when he got up. Yeah, like, he really enjoyed himself. Yeah, like, had... He wasn't a drinker, like, you know, pour a glass of wine when you get home. He was... But when he drank, he liked to drink. Well, yeah, they went... They went... They did a lot of drinking. And he yeah. probably had to have a drink with everybody at those things. Oh, I can't imagine the yeah. the pressure. Yeah. I have fond memories of Louie and Alice and the ranch. But I don't have a lot of... Um, like, you remember going to Springerville and riding horses. I don't... I have vague memories of, of that, but I don't remember riding the horses and things. Like, that ranch was... The Springerville part. Yeah. Yeah. The other ranch was, you know, it was just like basically cotton fields and a feedlot. Right. There wasn't a lot of sort of recreational activities there. Yeah. But I thought Louie was a great guy. But I remember lots of pictures of you with your little cowboy hat on. Yeah. And there outside the bull ring. Mm-hmm. And the boots and everything. Yeah. Like, you seemed like you really enjoyed it. Hey, do you remember Hellfighters or were you too young? No, for no, that? I remember Hellfighters. Yeah. That was amazing. I was little, but I have memories of that. There was a lot of was, action there. It was hot. Do you remember the heat yeah. from those fires? Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. And you remember, oh, well, you remember being in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's you. This is you on the Green Beret. I can remember my oh, outfit. Oh, wait. No, no. The Hellfighters was in Houston. Houston. Sorry. But this is the Green Beret. This oh, is yeah, Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. This is Georgia. Oh, it was hot there. So I do have some good memory. I mean, I've, you know, I remember being playing where the helicopters land. So when the helicopter came in to land, 
they weren't like, you know, they just kind of like pushed me out of the way with the nose of the helicopter. And I was seven. I thought I couldn't run fast enough to get away from the machine. Uh, I remember the snakes. I kind of remember where we lived. Like you know? real snakes? Well, they had the little garden snakes there, so you could catch them all over the place. Oh, well, somebody showed me how to do that. it. And I just remember catching snakes oh, all okay. day or one day or something. I don't remember that. I remember they got me a little green beret jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. So I had my own thing to wear. I remember the little boy that was in the green beret. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, little like a little kid. Asian boy. Yeah. He was yeah. in it. He was a great guy. We played all the time. Go in the sand traps, the sandbags. Yeah, we'd run through all the stuff. Well, because of this movie, like in the years following, I was a teenager and a lot of the kids were like, oh, you know, it was an anti-war era. Time. Yeah. yeah. And so I remember, I remember being kind of embarrassed that John Wayne was pro-Vietnam, you know, being like, 14 and 15 mm. or maybe 13 and 14 just starting high school yeah i didn't i didn't get that that was a big huge i felt like he's pro fighting man more than pro vietnam but i don't know like that's just my yeah that's just what's in my head i don't know why it's in there do you remember him being disappointed in nixon no, no, I remember him not, I don't remember him being disappointed in Nick's. I remember him saying all this stuff that he said, <laughs> I didn't realize till later in life. Actually, like the last 12 years of my life, I've been studying like what dad was trying to tell me, um, reading, reading things about American conservatism. But I remember him saying, oh, these son of a bitches don't understand Nixon is outsmarting this and that, and he's doing stuff in the background that people don't appreciate him. And I remember him talking like that. But um, no, I don't remember him saying anything. Was he it disappointed might, in it? It might be that there was correspondence in the archive, and we'll have to look because the last few years it's just been, there's been so much data that I didn't live through that I'm just seeing. Yeah, right. So, uh, but I think there's a letter in there where he, he said, you know, I was disappointed by him. I thought, I, I can't remember how it was. Wow. But uh, I know he was always real supportive of, you know, the guys who had their boots on the ground over there and were yeah. bearing the brunt of whatever the decisions were stateside. He was always very supportive of them, spent, you know, time going to visit them. And, yeah, and, the, uh, and the, I still get asked about the bracelet, the, the mutton yards. Yeah, and I think that he's buried in it. And, you know, I think Michael and Louie, like everybody who would know for sure is past. I unless, think he unless is. Unless Gretchen knows. Gretchen Maybe. might know. Well, he said he would he would never take it off. Mm -hmm. And that was the tribe in Vietnam that were fighting for their mm -hmm. freedom. And he was so, he was so um, honored that they, they welded it onto his arm. I remember him talking about how, how honored he was and. You know, how freedom is so important and these people fought, you know, they're fighting for their freedom. Yeah. So um, I just thought of that. Tough deal over there. Yeah. Very tough. Um, do you, where were you living when he died? In Bay Shores. 
You're in the same house? Oh, well, actually, no. Actually, I bought that little house on 16th Street. Already? That's right. Because, yeah, I bought that little house. I, I bought the little house because I was selling real estate, and I got a commission, and I put the down payment on that house, and Dad would come over. Dad would come over all the time and tell me, well, you got to put the flowers over here, and you got to put this over here. <laughs> and he would tell me, like, how to do the house and everything. Oh, so that's, that's where cool. I was. That's where I was living. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, did. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. But I met a guy that lives in your old house on Grove the other day. Nice oh, yeah? Guy. Yeah. He's just in passing, so no, I live in your sister's old house on Grove. Hmm. Uh, so let's see. Well, you know, I better, I should go, and we could, do you want to just finish this another day? Like, sure. go through. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should jump it like in the Duffy and go cruise the bay. And talk about stuff. Okay. You wanna do that? Yeah. But I can't do it right now. I have to be I have to be at no, four no. o'clock at Yeah, no, no, I understand that. You wanna take these Is off? Is that okay? Yeah. Aisa, thank you for coming down and taking the time to talk to us and sharing your memories of dad. Uh it's great to get a different perspective because you know, one memory is is not completely reliable and and I don't have the same memories that you do, so it's it's fun for me to listen and get a different perspective. And I think that our audience will appreciate it. So thanks for taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And plus, it's it's kind of neat to hear your side because I was just, just, you're my little brother and you were there. But what do you really remember yeah. and how do you remember those things? So it's great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the John Wayne Grit Cast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you like what you heard, give us five stars in the Apple Podcast app and follow us on social media at John Wayne Official. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. <laughs>